Welcome to the Life Boss Podcast. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Karen Mies is here, your business strategist and productivity expert, calling BS on the lies keeping us stuck. I share with you the top tips and tricks to hug your body, soul, and mind so that you squash all the overwhelm, stop glorifying stress, and design a business that brings you joy. If you are ready to show up and work smarter, I want to show you how to become unstoppable. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Life Boss. I have here a friend, a business friend uh, to talk to us today about moving from burnout to on fire. And her name is Renee Reed, and she is a next level strategist, educator, and coach specializing in just that, living uh, burnout free and having that work-life alignment and she has like an impressive resume that ah, we can be like dropping lines here for the whole show so I'm gonna leave you guys to her tell us how did you get here how did you end up doing this <laughs> thanks Karam um yeah well it's been 20 plus years or so in public and private sector roles and over the course of all of that, which I won't bore you with the details, um, I just developed a lot of expertise and experience in career and business development and organizational and operational strategy. And during that time as a parent um, as well, I did my MBA in strategic management. I did a master's in adult education and all of those experiences over the years, as happens with everyone, I think, we learn, we develop, we start to refine what we love, what we're good at. But it was actually going through burnout twice <laughs> during that period of time that led me to today. And over the course of like five really major career shifts, um, and that second bout of burnout was the one that really did it. So really feeling like I'd hit the bottom of everything in terms of how I felt about my work and myself and my myself as a parent as well. That was a catalyst for a huge lifestyle shift. I was like, I have nothing left. The only thing I have is me. What can I do to change? And it turned into reprioritizing my health. And that was the whole catalyst for going into business for myself, for creating a wellness-based framework around helping other people overcome burnout and why I decided to actually like up-level my learning and knowledge in, like I became a certified personal trainer, I became a certified nutrition coach, like I got really into it. Like you talk about nerding out, that's what I did. <laughs> um, but you know, I still actually coach um, undergraduate business students during the day, and I manage that with private clients as well as parenting. But I'm able to do all of that because I practice what I preach. So that's the short version. <laughs> uh, how did you get burnout? What what got you there? What triggered that emotion? Yeah, thanks for asking because I think you know, the assumption with burnout is that it always has to do with overwork. And that's not always the case, in fact. And in both of the cases, for me, it was really a misalignment 
the first situation happened because I was doing great work with really good people, but overall the work environment just wasn't something that I thrived in. Um, and over the years, and it does take years, burnout is chronic. It's not some one and done kind of situation. It just ate away at me. I felt like I was had to put on a mask and be a totally different kind of person than I really am at heart. You were chatting before we started about my website and how it's like my personality and it's colorful and I couldn't be that way at work and it graded, like it grinds you down as a person. Um, that doesn't mean that everybody has to be colorful and fluffy at work, but I really felt that eat away at me and you know, not to get too dramatic, but, you know, at, at how I saw myself, it affected how I saw myself as a parent, how I interacted with myself in an unhealthy way and even engaged in unhealthy relationships. And so it really like, I just felt worn out, worn down, and I had no idea who I was. The second time was actually a shift out of that role into something else. And it involved, it started out pretty great, but it was a values shift, um, like a misalignment, I guess. And in that case, it was more to do with um, being in an industry that I thought I might love, but the way that that industry works was not how I wanted to live on a daily basis. It was film and television. And while I love storytelling, I realized I didn't love the business of storytelling at all. And the expectations to be on all the time and be available all the time and some of the less savory parts of that industry, I realized were just not things that I wanted to, you know, involve myself with. Like I felt um, like I was having to compromise my values and my ethics sometimes. And that wasn't something that I was prepared to live with. And over time, again, it just, it shifts how you are, right? You get resentful of what you're being asked to do or feel like you're being asked to do, you get resentful of, um, you know, having to interrupt conversations to take emails to, you know, be available 24 seven when you have a family, when you might have a cold, when you want to visit your parents who are older and out of town. It just like all of these things that we're always bumping up against each other. And I turned into a human that was not very pleasant to be around, quite frankly. Um, and not only does that make you like angry outwardly, but it makes you angry inwardly. Well, who wants to spend their adult life or any part of their life? Like Absolutely. That? It's like a downward spiral. Yeah, totally. We don't feel good. Like it's not pleasant. I remember that when I decided to move my practice 100% to my house and like what, what seemed to be a success from the outside like I have my office, I had 25 employees, the house, the car, the kids in private school. And I was miserable. Yes. that's a, Because yes. I was pulling myself between a, a contradiction I had inside. I have to be the best for my clients in the way that uh, a, a definition that was external, that I never yes. thought, what does this mean to, for me? So I was accommodating a bazillion people <laughs> and then I needed to be this perfect mother according to how I was raised, what my mother thought, what my grandmother 
thought, my aunt, my sister, and not what I really want to be. Yeah. It brings me to a question because sometimes it's missed a lot of what is alignment? <laughs> what is yeah. that? What is it for you? Because we hear it nowadays a lot. And it's a word that sometimes I feel it has become a, like a cliche. Like we don't sit down and really think about that. So from your perspective, when you help your clients get into that definition of what is it, what's, how do you feel good about yourself and alignment, what, what is it? Yeah. And thanks for asking. That's a great question. And I, I, I use the word alignment really, really, um, I want to say specifically, but purposefully, because I don't believe that balance is the right word. I think balance implies equality in all areas and alignment to me means that it's juggle without struggle. <laughs> so alignment means that you're shifting between the areas of your life in, in a way that feels really good to you. Um, so that means that your values overall aren't compromised in any area of your life, that you feel that you have the opportunity to pick up and put down what you need to, when you need to, and how you need to. So the simplest version is, you know, riffing off, um, a beautiful quote from Maya Angelou basically, which is about success and liking yourself and liking what you do and liking how you do it. And feeling like you have space to do all of those things um, and without expectation externally, but in a way that you feel like you can show up for yourself and anyone that is important to you. Yes, I love that. And also, I, uh, like you, I, do, I, I think we have totally misconstrued what a balanced life is. Yeah. Because we think, and, and especially if we are visual people, we, we think that it has to be equal on both sides. But yes. first, our life is not two-dimensional. No. <laughs> Multi-dimensional. And you've seen the, the, the wheel of life. Uh, and, and when we see that, and there are so many areas, 10 areas, and you try to have it in balance, you always try to draw a circle. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it's always like all of those little pieces of that wheel are, all, they'll always look even. And the thing is you want to feel like you can reach in and shift one and move stuff around so that however you're doing that is so that you can live and operate optimally in a given yeah. moment. And as we're learning, because we're recording this right in the middle of <laughs> a pandemic, um, that's, you know, so vital right now. And, and like anything we're talking about today is, I think, important for all of us all the time, but it's especially important now, right? Um, because there's going to be struggles that we didn't um, see coming. And some of those pieces of that wheel, like your spirituality might come up as being something that you really need to, um, you feel that you need to hold on to right now. And, you know, financially, there might be another piece that you've got to attend to. So it's that feeling that you can manage all of those things as best you can, depending on what's going on. Yes. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you mentioned that because when, when we go and in the resources, I'm going to put the wheel so that if you haven't seen it, you see all the 10 areas, but there's one area that is giving back. Yeah. And uh, related to your community. And right now, we want to help everybody. 
Yes. But I've uh, experienced in these past two or three days <laughs> overwhelm of support, <laughs> if that is even possible. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. I, I know what you yeah, mean. You know, it's weird, but we need to honor that it is okay to step back yeah. so that we can gain perspective. And this is something that I always uh, like to teach even my consulting clients and the ones that I actually do the work for them, I, I tend to coach anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell them, if we don't help us first, we cannot help the other people. They tell us on the airplane, put your oxygen mask first. Exactly. And, and right now, uh, while somehow this situation gets level or gets some sense of harmony, and definition, we need to understand that this may be a bubble, not a whole, uh, a whole circle, perfect balance, but yeah. a bubble where we can float and, and move and that is not going to be perfect. And if that means stepping back, uh, that doesn't mean that we are selfish. No. It doesn't. And that's such a great, great point right now. And I think that's something that I can identify with also, not just as a human, but as an introverted human, <laughs> where I find social media overwhelming on the best of days. And I get that. I've, I feel like there's now so much community and so much noise that there is that need to step back and evaluate what do I need right now in terms of what's happening with my life and you can go in and pick it like you know and go back out if you have to and there's so many ways to be supportive in the simplest way right now to be supportive is to stay the heck at home i think we can all agree as much as you can um, to support the community if you're doing that you're doing a great job and beyond that it becomes really situationally dependent i think Yes. And that moved me to another question since you were uh, talking at the beginning and these kinds of tied up because this means that we need to stop doing certain things. Mm. And when we stop doing certain things, and especially if you are somebody that is a go-getter and you need to be perfect at everything and you like to nerd out on any topic that you get in, uh, when do you think enough is enough and that the best choice is stop, quit doing whatever you are doing and that that doesn't make you a loser. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I am going to be a nerd right now. Your body will always tell you the truth. And, and so our bodies and much like, you know, mother earth, like it's going to tell you what they need no matter what. So you can pretend that it's not there. You can pretend that it's okay to keep going or not sleep or, you know, give yourself a giant to-do list or take advantage of, you know, time that you have on your hands um, to do all these things or to put yourself into super productive mode. But, you know, your brain, like I want to, <laughs> I'm not a neuroscientist, but I've studied this stuff and you can, you know, we can all look it up, but our brains aren't and our bodies aren't built to handle this level of information that we're experiencing currently. And it times that by a bazillion during a pandemic, you know, 
we all need breaks. It doesn't make us a loser or lazy. It makes us smarter. You know, going to fold your laundry helps you process information. It helps you reignite creative solutions to problems. Um, so giving yourself space is actually a really smart thing to do. And you can, working hard doesn't mean you're always sitting at your computer, like whatever, talking to people and doing stuff. Working hard includes having a really fantastic strategy for recuperation and recovery, which will actually propel you further faster in the long run. So right now, um, remembering that times a hundred <laughs> and taking the opportunity to actually, rather than like feeling pressured to just go ahead and do all kinds of stuff and being super reactive. But to your point earlier, taking a step back and being in a bit of a bubble and going, okay, what do I actually need right now? Given what's happening, what my priorities are. Maybe I actually need to just have a decent meal with my family you know, and connect. Maybe I need to take a hot minute before I start planning my next bunch of content to figure out if I'm even going to be doing the same thing. Maybe I need to check the security of my website because there's all kinds of weird opportunities for people to take during times like this, right? Like you really need to protect yourself. Oh my and God. Right now okay. I have chills. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, this part of working hard, and particularly my, my, the audience of the uh, here at the live bus, are all of our cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Want to do it all. And this is a way to, okay, let's call all the BS on, because many times starting doing, 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 doing is the same thing that's having us stuck. Yeah. Because we are not doing what is important. And in your work, you talk a lot about consistency. So where, what would be like a main tip if somebody needs to definitely move out of the hustle mentality into more flow and consistency? I think, yeah, it, it's coming down to, and this is different for everybody, but I, you know, it's about what are the key needle moving things that you need to do. So I know that you talk about that a lot, um, but like really fundamental kind of high level CEO type thinking and I don't, you don't have to be a CEO, right? This can be as a parent, this can be as a business owner, this can be as somebody that's juggling a whole bunch of different things. But like, there's busy and there's productive. And I think giving yourself the opportunity to evaluate that exact question every morning, <laughs> right? You can come up with your to-do list the night before, but these days things are changing overnight. So what do I actually need to do just today? three different things, potentially, maybe maximum, that will actually help me achieve my either business goal or career goal or parenting goal or whatever type of goal that you have. But fundamental to all of that is you have to nourish your body first. So I don't care what you do, <laughs> okay? I, it doesn't matter. 
but in order to make any of those decisions and not suffer from decision fatigue and not get stuck in over and over and over again, those are habits. Those we can say that we're productive, but everything's a habit, right? Yes. Um, and so if you're on that wheel, you know, being able to have a moment of silence <laughs> to evaluate and actually check in with yourself and then nourish your physical and mental health first. So that means, you know, maybe that's a little bit of movement, maybe that's some personal development, whatever nourishes you. But for you to start, you know, giving all of that energy before putting any of it in doesn't make a ton of sense. You will burn out really fast. Um, and that's when you start making decisions that might not necessarily be strategic. Does that Yes, absolutely. This is going to be like a snippet <laughs> for the promotion of the episode because you nailed it. This section of you need to nourish yourself before and, and recharge yourself before giving energy yeah. out. Like it, I think fundamentally, and we've had a lot of these conversations over the last few weeks, particularly with business owners, um, is that you need to incorporate recharging into your business strategy. Like it has to be part of that. And you and I have worked with some pretty like successful high level coaches, right? Yes. And we know that they work damn hard, but we also know that they build in that time and they understand fundamentally what their, you know, overall goals are and what kind of um, support they need to maintain their momentum over time, right? This is about sustainability. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and so building habits that are healthy, that will sustain that a healthy person means healthy business means healthy career. I mean, it doesn't always go that linearly, but generally speaking, if, if you're running a business, you're your business. So if you're not healthy, your body's going to shut you down and it may shut down your business if you don't have these sorts of things um, in practice. Yeah, and particularly these times uh, since, well, I, I do work out and I try to take care of myself because I, uh, yeah. at one point when I was uh, telling you about deciding, okay, I need to change this, included that I had to lose 70 pounds. And I was yeah. bordering uh, pre-diabetic. So, and my kids were babies still. And I say, yeah. whoa, I am going to have a heart attack before I have, I, I'm 40. <laughs> and yeah. I started taking care of myself. And it's unbelievable how giving the time every single day between cooking for us and uh, working out was giving me the time to recharge my mind yeah and even honoring laundry because now i think that laundry is my thinking time it is yeah. a gift to sit it down is. and actually just do it and and the ideas and the decisions that i make after laundry are impressive and exactly. i used to, and i used to hate doing laundry because but just because i was not doing something quote unquote productive yeah, and that's, that's doing something yes. that was billable. Mm. Just from the consulting mindset, I was like billable hours, billable hours. So if I am not billing my hour, I am wasting money. <laughs> 
in time. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that so F up? <laughs> yeah, no, it is because, it, yes, like, uh, bottom line is, yes, I think that we talk, like, there's, there's very, very clear research on this, right? That this kind of work that is, seems passive or unbillable work or whatever does in fact accelerate our progress, right? Like there's a ton of research to support that. So I'm not making it up or just saying stuff because I'm very evidence-based and, and you've experienced it and as have I, um, and it, it does translate into how you are on a daily basis. And like, this is why we have great ideas in the shower. Okay. Yes. Because you, because you're not in, you can't type anything in there. I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to come up with that idea down the road, but like, that's why, because you gave yourself a hot minute to actually like let go of whatever you're doing. So to your point, those downloads come and, you know, not only does it accelerate that creative, you know, energy, not only does it accelerate, you know, some really cool ideas, not only does it enable you to retain new information that you're taking in and whatnot, but it's also just good for your health, right? And that means that everything else is supported. And I don't know if you like know this, but there's even a relationship between doing like pretty intense aerobic workouts, accelerating learning. So if you learn something new, go do a workout. <laughs> Ah, I actually didn't know help that. you retain it. Yeah, it's really interesting. But this is this is why walks are valuable. And you know what? You, there's no rules as to how you do this. You don't have to or like right now. Nobody's going to the gym, but you don't have to sit there and work out for an hour. Like if you're worried about like time and stuff, break it up into a few minutes. You know, a bunch of times a day. That's really good for us, anyways. So there's, Absolutely. it's fine to say all this, but I like, we, we want to encourage folks like this can work in whatever kind of setting or situation that you're in. It's all modifiable. There's no pressure to do it a particular way, but encouraging folks to incorporate this now more than ever. Like this is a great opportunity to start building different habits for yourself that you can carry into whatever the next phase is for you. And if, for control freaks like myself, yeah. this is something that you can control. <laughs> this is something exactly. that it is in your control. So canalizing that need of, uh, of, of knowing what's going to happen, of that anxiety of having certainty, this can soup in as a, as a productivity hack yeah. in that uh, uh, managing that need, natural need to, to control. That's what I've been focusing. I've been uh, working out the past three days, uh, two times a day, because I feel uh, now I know how to listen to my body, but I needed to, and I realized that I needed to have that sense of I can control this. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. So like, there's so much of, you know, our anxiety is because of things we can't control. So we hold on to what we can, and we might as well hold on to what we can that's helpful and, you know, and healthy, right? There's a lot of ways to exert control that isn't that way. Yeah, this is one of those things. You always can control I, I say that, you know, from a privileged position, but what goes into your body? So think about your energy inputs right now really significantly, right? That means not just the food you eat or the way that you, you move to the best of your ability, but 
um, the media that you consume, what you consume, where you go for information, who you speak with, you know, that kind of stuff. That's all inputs. So we've got to take responsibility for those things for ourselves. Nobody else can do that for you. Yes. And in making those decisions and in deciding what, what are the important things to do, like you mentioned before, one or three priorities per day, uh, that involves not doing stuff. <laughs> so how, how do you uh, manage or have learned to let go or rescind and, and being okay with the things that are not going to get done. Yeah. Great one. Um, a mentor of mine, uh, Melissa Farr and I were back and forth on this and she, she coined the phrase I'll use. I need to give her credit for it, but she said I could use it. And what you're describing is um, becoming at peace with your pace. And that really does depend on, of course, everyone's situation. As somebody that's working a nine to five and has a business that they operate currently on the side, as well as all the other stuff that I'm doing to support my own well-being and my family, et cetera, um, I have learned that I'm not going to move as quickly as some other people either think I should or <laughs> as some other people do. Um, and I think that letting stuff go is something that I'm okay with because it just fundamentally is part of my value system. I don't, I'm, re <laughs> I really don't believe that anyone's well-being is worth getting stuff done. It's, it just isn't like at some point you're, like I said before, your body's going to tell you it's going to shut it down. And, um, I don't think that's how we're meant to give our full selves to the world. Like the world and I don't mean to sound dramatic, but it needs great brains right now. It needs great ideas. It needs us to rally around each other and, you know, the environment and stuff in, in ways that are totally unprecedented. Now, how can I do that if I'm like lying on the floor because I can't function because I thought that I should put my whole email funnel together all by myself? You know, it, it it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So if we have things that we can put out into the world, we need to know what to delegate. We need to know what to get rid of. And to decide that sometimes it involves a little bit of objectivity. So I encourage folks that have difficulty with this to engage somebody like you or me or whoever is appropriate in their circumstance. Like get a little bit of objectivity and somebody that's going to challenge you and say, but do you have to do that today and why? Because chances are, like, are you being busy because you're not dealing with some stuff? Like, is it just something that you, let's be real, right? Sometimes we just like saying we're busy, but I got all this to do. And that means that I don't have to think about this other thing. Yeah, I, I call it procrastinating planning. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, you know, I don't have to, I don't have time to worry about, you know, eating well and blah, 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 because I'm going, I'm going, I got all these things to do. Well, okay. But again, your body's going to let you know. So yeah. why not do it a favor? And, and I think, you know, systems and, and all these things are great. Um, but there's so much information available that it can be really confusing as to what you really need and when. So taking space to actually 
I like your term, the bubble before, like, and building again, that sort of blank space into your schedule is strategic time is productive time to really be objective about what exactly you have to do. And I can't tell you exactly what to do, right? Unless I know more about your career or business. And even then it's, it's determined by your individual goals, but like, I think it's asking yourself what's really going to serve you to do what you want to do. If your whole deal is to just make money, there's lots of ways to do that. And you don't have to listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but you can make money and still be that person for the relationships you want to show up for, for the clients that you potentially want to show up for. Um, you know, for the community that you want to show up for, but nobody wants you. If like, honestly, nobody wants your crappy negative energy. That's super resentful actually, but like, Oh, I'm being asked to do this and Oh, I've got to do that. And do you really like, do you really what's yes. happening underneath? I'm no therapist, but usually there's a reason why we make these um, what's the word assumptions about our priorities? Yeah. So I think I, that now more yeah. than ever, it's important to have a support system. And if that includes a coach or a consultant or a mastermind or people like-minded people that you admire and value that if they tell you the things that you don't want to hear, you're not going to be offended. <laughs> yeah, uh, be. Because sometimes we are so close to our own thing that yeah. we don't see it until you start talking it out with yeah. somebody that you trust. And especially yeah. for uh, those uh, my listeners are mostly like I could say 99% are leaders. When we are leaders in our community and everybody is looking up to us, it's very hard to trust our emotion, our weakness, and our doubts and our fears to the people that are counting on us. So that is so why yeah. it's so important that we rely on a coach a consultant, a therapist. Yeah, somebody. Somebody from the outside of your circle yes. that you admire and trust enough that you allow yourself to be human. <laughs> exactly. And people, you know, we don't do each other favors by saying yes, yes, yes all the time and oh, it's perfect and oh, it's going to be okay and, and that kind of thing. We have to have some, some of those trusted folks that are going to call you out on your... BS if that exists or support you in getting through something that maybe you didn't even know was a thing, like we, like what we love to call limiting beliefs and all that, and 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 sort of pull a few of those strings so we can get past them. I mean, you you ask like I think all your listeners and and to consider this and your guests about what it means to be the boss of your life, right? And it's it's kind of being the leader that you need. <laughs> Yes. If, if, if that makes sense, you know, Absolutely. so, and if you are a leader and you're, you're a high achieving go-getter and whatever, um, knowing that people are looking at you model, 
what you know that they need. It doesn't mean that you all of a sudden have to be superhuman. It, it's your humanity that enables people to connect with you in the first place and believe in you in the first place, right? So you face those things not only with yourself, but also, you know, um, talking about them openly with your community. Yes. So knowing what you know now, <laughs> what would you tell your a younger self that I wish I would have start doing this? like five years ago, 10 years ago, like one thing that, because you work, went over burnout, now you are teaching it. And there's always like that thing I, I always like to ask, what will you tell that person in the past? There's so many angles I could take for this, but <laughs> I really think that it comes down to respect your body, like just in, in every way. Um, that includes what's going on in your brain, that includes what's going on physically, but treat your body like it's the most, well, they say like treat your body like a temple, but treat it including your mind, your physical self as the very best that you can and it will pay you back. Yes, I said that this is our most important asset. Yeah. We are thinking about return on investment. It's your body. Like if we don't have it, this is what it's actually making everything happen. So yeah. we have to treat it uh, better than the most precious asset that you could have. Yeah, like the, it's really like it's your home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's your home. And yeah, exactly. And I think that like the that comes up and it doesn't matter. Like we could talk all day long about what healthy is or what it looks like or whatever. It doesn't matter what you look like. I, again, it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. It matters how you treat yourself. That energy that goes in is yours, you know, to manage. And, um, this would have saved me a lot of heartache in terms of relationships as much as it would have been in, in career pivots for sure. <laughs> yes, me too, to be honest. Uh, so your uh, program is a uh, tagline, which I love, is from uh, burnout to on fire. Yeah. Uh, who is this for? <laughs> for everybody? It's what's interesting about it is I'm currently going through a pivot myself. So anyone out there in the same boat, I feel you, but, um, I currently, I have supported folks nine to five that really need to do a career shift. So if they're burnt out because of their professional, um, you know, trajectory right now, it would serve those folks, but I am moving into doing more strategic work with entrepreneurs who I see, have, are growing really quickly, scaling really quickly, and have just not had um, enough exposure to kind of business strategy or overall to manage that and are starting to burn out. So it is currently for both. It'll be revamped slightly, but everything's on my website. Yes. And all, all Renee's information is on the show notes. Remember that you swipe up and those <laughs> are the show notes. Uh, so to wrap up here, you've given us so much uh, valuable information and I could like sit down. I know that I'm going to, uh, when I go through uh, the editing process, 
there's so many journaling prompts <laughs> that we have gone through that just sitting down and writing about it uh, will guide us through this or any difficult time to to get back our perspective and our yeah. north. So uh, we always end with an experiment for this week. Something that our audience can do right away is nothing complicated, but something that will give you a win and will start helping you leveling up your life. Do you have something? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really, really basic. Um, and it's uh, over everything we've talked about. If you can come up with one thing that you can do to nurture your physical and mental health today that works for you. So if that means moving your body, if that means taking some space, but even one thing that you can do today for five minutes that will help you, you know, gain some equilibrium <laughs> mentally and physically, that is difficult right now, I think, for some folks. And we're constantly going outward. I want to encourage you to take this inward a little bit. Okay? Really something that you can do for you and your body going back to that idea of what can you can control you know and give yourself five minutes to nourish that i love it so guys this is a wrap thank you for tuning in rockstar if you enjoyed today's show subscribe rate and give us a review on itunes also head over to lifebusspodcast.com to get access to some free resources to help you with today's experiment. Do you want to be a guest? Email me to the Podcast at gmail.com to learn how. <laughs>